Hello, beautiful people. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jared, the football genius Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. The Advantage Coach. And this is episode 58. 58? 8? 8? Is it 8? Is it 58? See, you know I'm the wrong person. You, you, you I was doing so good. You were. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I have no idea. I was like... Yeah. Thinking about it, I wasn't thinking about the intro, you know what I'm saying? When, right, right, when right. We're talking just now because you guys know we talk probably about 20, 30 minutes before we even start. Before we even start. <laughs> and not about what we're going to talk about. No, like, at all. No, no. Like, it's all something different. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and Stephanie didn't know it, but that's why I started taping them because it's, it, it's some good content, Doug, and there's some. <laughs> We be acting silly, y'all. That's yeah, all I can yeah. say. What you see is who we are for yes, real. Yes, like. yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, for real. I, I believe it's episode 50. I'm going to go with you and say 58. Okay. Well, I don't know that, but you you know. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. So somebody, I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, because you know what? what was episode 55? Was that when, no, Lawrence was 50, on 56, right? Lawrence was 56. So yes, this Last is Last week was 57. This is 58. 58. Okay. Look at you. you and you know. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I was just about to say shout out to the folks who've been giving us like real detailed. Oh my God. Good feedback. We Listen, so appreciate it. Listen to my classmates. Yeah. Y'all are rock stars. <laughs> I was like, only only someone on the park girls would come with such detail. Like, yeah, this yeah. is. You know, so we really appreciate you all listening Definitely. and um, supporting, and uh, the feedback is amazing. So glad that you're finding mm-hmm. it um, informative and entertaining. That's what we yeah. want. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, one of the one of the pieces of feedback was that, oh, Stephanie, you were really right about that, and I'm like, Stephanie's always really right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was. It's so not funny. how we set it up. Yeah. No. <laughs> That was so but, funny. Yeah, yeah, she's always really right. And I've just oh, accepted gosh. it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you might have a shot today. Yeah. You might have ah. a shot today. You might ah. have a shot today. This one's pretty tough. So for yeah. today's Who's Really Right, Yeah, we decided to go with, because the NFL draft is in two weeks. It's on the 23rd? I think it starts yeah. that Thursday. Two weeks I can't from remember. today. It's the What's today? Twenty sixteenth. No. But it's not on the thirtieth. It don't start on the thirtieth. Oh, it excuse next me. Week. It's next week. Next week, yeah. Pardon me. It'll start on the twenty third. So yeah, next week. Yeah. The NFL draft, yeah. and so um, one of the hot button issues is that who is going to be chosen number one? Mm-hmm. Now everyone believes that it'll, it'll be Joe Burrow, but some people believe that the Cincinnati Bengals will trade out of that pick and somebody else will get chosen number one overall. Right? <clears throat> so our who's, who's really right for today is, who do you think the number one pick in the NFL draft 
should be. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on should be. Oh my be. God. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So Help as always, out as much as Stephanie, you can. <laughs> it's on you. All right. <laughs> okay, well, um, you already kind of uh, gave the, the hint about the person that I think should be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe it should be Joe Burrow. And I okay. say that um, because the number one, the team with the number one pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. And anybody who has followed them over the last, I'm going to say good five years, has seen this team completely just fall apart. Yeah. Like, it ain't no way to put it other than they have just yeah. fallen apart. Like, you know, it was promising for a minute. Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. They had um, my boy. Perfect. They had, yeah, like they had a, they had Jones. a squad. Like, Gino, like they had a squad. Yeah. And yeah. it's just been... A slow, de- well, I don't even know if you want to call it slow, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's been a decline, been a let's decline. just say. <laughs> um, and I think it started with the whole swirl rumors about Marvin Lewis. And after that started, I think, mm-hmm. was the head coach. For those of you who are yeah. not sports people, he was the head coach for the team and had been for black many coach. years. Black head coach, of course, Jared, the black head coach for the team. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so once those rumors started swirling, I think everything just kind of started falling apart, yes, essentially. Yeah. And um, so I think that a lot of uh, a lot of the team's hopes were then placed on somebody who was not ready for that, and that's Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was what he came for. That's not his who he is. Um, okay. And so. Um, I feel like they need uh, a quarterback with a little more, I don't want to use the word swag, <laughs> a little more, there you go, a little more moxie to him that mm-hmm. with that that operates with kind of that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the quotes I saw from Joe Burrow was that I haven't lost a game. I haven't lost a football game in my, like, my whole career. Like, yeah. I don't know what that feels I'm like. I'm a winner. <laughs> I'm a winner. And so that's winner. what you want. That's kind of, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. want somebody who comes in with that attitude. When I think about it, I think about somebody like uh, Baker Mayfield, how yes. he kind of came in with that same kind of chip on his shoulder for the Browns. And while yeah. they're not, they're not performing quite where they should be. They're not in the toilet where they used to be. Let's be clear. They're mm. not. They're, they're not. No, they're, they're not. No. They're on a stool. No. <laughs> I think they, they ain't quite in the toilet. Point. They like right I there. They, I think they standing up at this point. They might be by the toilet, but they're at least standing up at this point. Yeah. I just don't feel like like they're not the team. I mean, you know, the Cleveland Browns was like the the team that everybody knew would just be that would suck. You know what right. I mean? And so he's brought a a different attitude. And I hope, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I hope to see that transform onto the field now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've done your commercials. Now let's get to the work. Right. You know, so for for the Bengals, I feel like they need somebody like Joe Burrow. Okay. They need, I mean, because let's be clear. 
any other position on the team, out of every position on the team, let me say, quarterback always feels like the leader. Right. Period. Yeah. And you need a good foundation with a good leader in order to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get out of this crap that you're in. True. So I feel like he brings exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, he does. He brings exactly what they need um, to help them to to get better, basically. Okay. That's my argument. Mm. Okay. You know I disagree. <laughs> of course I know you do. For a totally multitude disagree. of reasons, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> totally disagree. And I promise that my bias, well, I promise that there oh, is no bias. Oh, you're not about to say that there is some bias. Oh, it's some bias. You know you got some bias. bias. It's a little bit of bias there. Okay, so this kid is from my hometown. And, well, first let me say that I feel like quarterbacks are not can't-miss prospects. It's really like a hit-or-miss type of situation with quarterbacks. That's every position, though, isn't it? Um, I feel like when a pass rusher is – in the miss, and, and you guys see where I'm going now. They they have to. Well, everybody doesn't because everybody's not. <laughs> everybody that listens isn't into sports like that. So. True, true. You're right. Yes. So when a pass rusher is in the miss, I feel like they are more of can't miss prospects. And when you got a guy with this stature who has played as much as he's played, and we see what he produces. I think Chase Young is the best prospect in this draft. He's can't miss. He will get to the quarterback on the next level. He will sack the quarterback. And I think that's it. Because <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, so my issue with Chase Young is that Chase Young has only had this season. He's only had this one season with LSU. He You mean Joe Burrow? I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. Because I'm thinking like Chase Young. Is I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, he, he's, had, he's had these last Ohio few seasons. Ohio State, he's been a couple of, yeah, okay, yeah. Joe Burrow, he's he's had this one season with LSU, and it was magical. But we've seen other quarterbacks who've had one season, and they've done really well in that one season, like Mitchell Trubisky. Or um, well, I guess maybe you could say on the other side of that, maybe Cam Newton. But and, it's and, just so hit well, and miss. But Cam Newton did okay. I get so here's my bias about that. Mm-hmm. You didn't just go do well at any at any school or in, in any conference. Or right. you you went to LSU. That's true. <laughs> which is one of the SEC powerhouses. That's true. That's the grown men. That's the grown men conference. I say that yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. You were you were in that conference, and you mm-hmm. not only did you go and you play and you played well, you won every game you played, and right. you won a national championship. Yeah. So, it isn't just that you, just that you were you know good one season for a team. Uh-huh. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> yeah. You went and you played at the highest level for right. a team that is in the hardest conference to play for. This is true. This is true. So I didn't mean to stop you. Go ahead with your no, uh, with your I, argument I, for Chase. That's I mean that's really it. I, I feel like Chase has had 
uh, progressive production over his years at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He was one of the finalists for the Heisman. Um, Who won? And even though Joe Burrow won it. Okay. <laughs> there are not too many defensive <laughs> players who get nominated. They don't. You're right. And so I, I feel like he's, he's the can't miss pro prospect of the draft. And I'm telling you, if the Redskins do not choose him, but they trade out of this spot, I am giving up my fandom to the highest bidder. I, I what? Gotta what? Gotta so if he's still on the board when they come up, he, they got to get it. They got to get him. Okay. Uh, he, he'll still be on the board because we know that we know that the, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to choose him. And if they don't, they are going to make a trade with somebody who will give them enough trade capital um, in order to choose him. So. Okay. Yeah. So. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I mean, listen, and this is, we had this, we did have this conversation and I told you how hard it was for me to make the, the choice of Joe Burrow over Chase Young because right. the kid is phenomenal. Yes. The kid, I, I listen, yeah. I want him to put his shirt down, but the kid <laughs> is phenomenal. You know the you know Ohio State boys like to show they uh I need y'all to put your shirts down. Halter halter tops for me and it's just not cute. Crop tops is just not cute. Yeah, but y'all need to put your clothes down. I'm yeah. good with y'all. You 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 know what? Extremely talented group of guys, but I really don't like if you want people to see your abs, like take some shirtless pictures or something. But on the field, I don't get you a photographer. I, the crop, the crop thing is a problem for me. But that nonetheless doesn't have anything to do with their ability. Um, and Chase Young is an amazing talent. Um, I hope with everything that's within me that he that that translates for the NFL. Yes. Um, and that he is, you know, just comes in and just. Wrecks, ha wreaks havoc wherever he goes. Yeah. I, but I just don't think he's going to be the – it just doesn't – I don't know. I just don't yeah. – not Cincinnati. If it were somebody mm -hmm. else yeah. and, there were, and they, were, they were cool in the space of their, you know, quarterback or whatever, I would right. see – I would say, absolutely, he would be my choice. But when you're Cincinnati and you're shaky at quarterback, I don't right. see why. So he should go – so to answer okay. the question, he should go number one. Yes. Yeah. So you, you agree with me? Are you conceding? I'm not conceding, <laughs> but I'm saying that's not what's going to happen. Okay, check my rationale, though. Check my okay. rationale. Cam Newton is still out there. You know, that's who I said they needed to get anyway. Remember? Exactly. You can get Cam Newton on a bargain, mm -hmm. draft Chase Young, Mm -hmm. And then in the third, maybe fourth round, get a, a, a serviceable quarterback who could possibly be the quarterback of the future. Mm -hmm. Maybe second round. Let's say second round because you, you take a Chase Young with the number one, number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be a really good look for the Bengals. I mean, you, you know, the perfect scenario is that for me, right? Because yeah. – I feel like that's where Cam would be. He he would he would flourish. Yes. I feel like Cam Newton would flourish there. Yes. Like that's a great market for him. Mm -hmm. It's similar to Carol. Like you know, similar to the Charlotte market. Not very right. big. 
but yeah. I feel like it'll just be a really good place for him. Like I mm-hmm. do. I think that would be the ideal scenario. However, right. I just don't know that that's what's going to happen. Hey guys, she agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure if that's gonna happen. Yeah, and yeah. and 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 it won't. You know what I'm saying? Like I, the Bengals are going to draft Joe Burrow because every few years you need to go with whatever the hot thing is at the moment. And so yeah. the gamble on Joe Burrow looks a lot better than the gamble on Cam Newton mm-hmm. because we know that you you pretty much aren't anything without a quarterback in the NFL. Right. So I mean, really, I know this is what, what they is. will do. I know the do. question was should exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I so, get it. I'm claiming victory. And then I still one. say should. Jared's really right. No, but I still <laughs> say should because I feel like that is what they should do because they need a quarterback. Yeah, so, this is true. Yeah. 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 You use the word. Got, I didn't. You, you got Jameis out there. You got listen, you got Jameis out there. Lord, don't let and, that be the face that shows up on you. Wait. <laughs> and quiet as a cap. Andy Dalton still look good. I was watching him throw past it. I'm going to send you the video, and I should have sent it to you when I saw it. Andy Dalton is still firing that thing off. Jameis needs to go to San Diego. Okay. That's a better market for him. They're a little, they're not, a, he don't need to go anywhere where people are harsh. Cam can, he's not going to make it in, he's not going to make it in, in New England. No. In New England. I think, no. I think that the idea of him being in New England is it's sexy just, just because. It's good because it's the yeah. switch up. Yeah. But no. Like, no, he needed to go, San Diego would have been a great, great chill market for him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, he needs yeah. to be somewhere chill. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. So you guys, who's really right? And we're going to post something on Instagram this yeah, weekend. We're going to do it this time because I, I said, mm. I'm sorry, guys. We've been working really, really hard. What? We've been working really, really hard. What? <laughs> so <sighs> get back to it. We're going to get it on social media. But if y'all don't listen, y'all ain't going to interact. Listen, <laughs> we ain't fit to do all this if y'all ain't fit to go on there and tell us who's really right. You'll just have to go to oh the YouTube God. page right. and click on Stephanie or Jared, and we can see the output of, you know, who's really right. So Yeah, simple. We're making this as easy yeah. as possible. You, you know ain't even got to type names. Even on Instagram, the way that I was doing it, just say... Ooh. Which one you just click the name, whichever one you need. That's all. <laughs> like, yeah. really, y'all? Come on. Come on. So, either way. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, you can choose. So, y'all tell us who's really right. Jared and Stephanie. And yeah. as you can see, she didn't officially concede, but I feel like. I don't, I, I didn't mm-hmm. concede at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all okay. know. Y'all know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, okay. it pains me. It pains. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. 
Oh, this is hilarious. Oh, it pains sorry. me to have to talk about this story. Because <laughs> you know how much we love Dak. Okay. <sighs> pains yeah, me. Yeah, Dak. Dak, my dear. So, according to TMZ, Easter Sunday, Dak Prescott had a party with more than 30 people in this home in Texas um, violating the governor's orders to stay keep, at home. To stay at home and to keep... That was the stay-at-home order. That's the big deal. Yeah, it was a stay-at-home order. So 29 of y'all violated that, but there shouldn't be gatherings of more than 10 people. And uh-huh. TMZ is reporting that he had 30 now. However you feel about TMZ, it's how you feel about him. But they're reporting that I don't he had know if they're a reliable source in that respect. I don't, I don't think that they are either. But I, I like TMZ, but I just, you know, sometimes I what like I do is I'll, I'll, I'll look at what they say and then mm-hmm. I'll go find like the actual sports sites right. or whatever. Listen, <laughs> y'all just be trying to be the first ones to get the story out. Exactly. And so sometimes you don't get the full story. And I think that in this case, because so Stephen Jones came out first and said, he mm-hmm. had a conversation with Ezekiel because Ezekiel Elliott was at Dak's house. Right. He was a part of the, the people that was there. Oh, yeah. So, we saw he, had, uh, <laughs> so he, had, um, he had a conversation with the two of them explaining the severity of them being who they are. You mm-hmm. can't and just do optics. what you want to do. Yeah. People are watching you. Mm-hmm. And so he felt like, you know, they get it after that. Dak then right. came out with a statement and said he was frustrated about this, the reaction, because there weren't more than 10 people at mm-hmm. his house. He said there weren't more than 10 people. And I believe him. He said, because the police were called. Right. So we already know, listen, people, we don't have to sugarcoat things on mm-hmm. here. That's a black man. I don't care if he's Dak Prescott or not. It was at least two Happily, black men. Happily, they would have been been uh, ready to oblige to to make a mockery and a scene. Yeah. If he had been violating for real. Right. So, so we, know. we know it was probably they could they said they could and they could not. What the word? What were the words they said? We could not verify that mm-hmm. there were more than ten people in right. attendance at this Easter gathering. Uh huh. So he didn't do anything outside of the guidelines right but to stephen jones's point you're in the eye you gotta be worried about the public eye and i'm i'm sure i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead well i was gonna say i'm sure that he probably didn't realize that someone he had at this place was going to videotape and take pictures of the people that were there but well, that's the part. You got to be worried about the, the optics. Listen, and and that's why. So, because you know, we work with athletes, and specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to professional athletes, it is so tough to build rapport with them right. because they are always in the having to be suspicious of people because of right. this very thing. Like, yeah. I invited ten people to my house, and one of those ten, this feels like Jesus with. Judas, yeah. you know what I mean? Like right. one of y'all is something right. foul. Some, yeah. You know, and something is foul with one of y'all. So, and just you know, you would think if you you pick ten people, you were had to be very careful about who those ten about people were. Know. And so, you for somebody be, to yeah. 
you know what I mean, put it out there. Like, yeah. And they could have been completely innocent on their part. I don't want to make it seem like somebody was like, ooh, let me go ahead. You know what I mean? It could have right. been complete. They were just taking pictures of the fellowship that was going on, and then mm-hmm. it got captured because when it gets out on the internet, if anybody's fair game. You know what right. I mean? So um, to that, I, I wanted to put that out there and say that I feel like if it was really 10 people, less than 10 people there, then he stayed within the guidelines that were set. Right. So I can't fuss at him about that. What I'm going to yeah. fuss about is the fact that you would do it anyway. I don't care how many people. Yeah. Because right now we see social distancing is starting to make a small dent to mm-hmm. start to flatten the curve. Right. And we need to keep on that track in order to so let's not like you being a public figure you being somebody people look up to you saying i'm just gonna ignore this and i'm gonna have these people to my house at my house anyway kind of sets a precedence we already fighting because it's the younger folk who ain't who are not paying attention trying to social distance they're not they don't care like I, i mean i know people who having parties still and you know what i mean and still gathering up the dude I, I'm like I, I'm like wait what yeah you know what I mean so people are not so it's going to be up to people who have that influence and the platform that Dak and Ezekiel have to help to, to set the to set the tone to say listen I'm sit sorry y'all. In the house. <laughs> sit down all y'all go sit down and I can't right. tell you to sit down when I'm inviting my homies over to my house, and I ain't to eat, even on Easter, <laughs> so I can't even, you know. Yeah. So for me, that is the issue with this um, right. whole thing. And let's be clear: the Joneses are looking for any reason, <laughs> yeah, to, to not pay you. To not pay that's, you. That's my only issue with it. Like that so is my you, only you issue. With you it. you just put yourself in a really bad situation with negotiations right? when they got to try to clean up behind mm-hmm. you for something. So now they feel, now they got you kind of like on the ropes. <laughs> I can see Jerry and Stephen Jones being like, oh, so you were trying to get COVID. Uh-huh. Let's, let's take five, uh-huh. six million dollars yep. off for that per yep. year. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. For yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just crazy. So people, please, yeah. This is just an opportunity for us. We haven't, we don't really talk about it, but please, like, it is so terribly important that you don't put yourself in situation. People right. can be atypical in their symptoms. Mm-hmm. They might not feel anything, and then you get it, and you, you, you have something totally different happen. Right. Your situation, and it, uh, and this thing is not a respect of age, race. Uh, socioeconomic st- it does not care it doesn't care so I need y'all to stop acting like you know it's not real because it is yeah so Dak shame on you for mm-hmm. for for that for part. the optics yes shame on you for that part because mm-hmm. too many people are watching you right sir yeah yeah mm-hmm. well I think it's time to to move into our board athletes <laughs> <laughs> from one oh, board athlete who doesn't want to spend Easter alone to another who is just giving out his phone number all willy-nilly. <laughs> <sighs> so, Troy Young decided to give his number out 
to some of the fans. Not so. To all of them, excuse me. Yeah. So, some of them, some of them called and text, but they can only get through if they text, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So they couldn't call and like blow his phone up, but they could only get through if they text. But I can imagine how many text messages that young man got. <laughs> well, he said it was quite a few. He was like, I'm working my way through them. Yeah. So, um, and I just, you know, it was a dare, it was a daring move. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike, the good thing Mike Jones is. Mike Jones-esque. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Um, I will say, I will say that fans probably appreciate the transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing is when this is all said and done or if it gets to be too overwhelming, he could always change the number. No yeah. big deal. That that obviously, you know, makes it a little less crazy <laughs> that mm-hmm. he can, yeah, he can change, change the number, the number at any moment. <laughs> um, but um, I don't think I've ever, I, at least I don't know of any <laughs> Anybody who's in the, well, you just said Mike Joe, but I'm in the sports world mm-hmm. <laughs> who's done. Just giving out their number randomly. Giving out their their number. I don't think I've ever seen it. And, and it's a brave thing on his part mm-hmm. because you're opening yourself up, not just to have fans, but people who might be haters too. That's, this is true. Sam, it's a little this rough. True. Yeah. So, Maybe you could just ignore them. I'm sure he now, will. I would, I would usually, you know, give that. It's, ignore the haters because there's so much more love out here than it is. Absolutely. Hate. And it's, and, a, it's no different than being on social media. So Exactly. Yeah. Because you're going to get your comments where folks are like. Absolutely. Yeah. Ignore those. Block them yep. if you need to. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. They, they bored. <laughs> that was like literally when he got interviewed, that was what he said. They were like, yeah, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks is giving out his number. And then they brought him on and they were like, Trey, why are you giving that? You know, he was like, well, I'm just sitting here. I'm not, I ain't I'm doing, not that. doing anything. <laughs> okay. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I might as well give it out. Let's do right. this. Like, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And yeah. you had me listen to um, I'm, what is the name of it? With um, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. All the uh, smoke. All the smoke. So, yeah, I, so the they were podcast. interviewing um, Mark Jackson on there, yes. and I thought it was. I'm saying this to say because you know some people are probably like, "You bored? You should be working out. You should be, you know." And and they made an interesting point about when basketball returns that there is no amount of like isolated workouts or whatever they're doing that can really keep them prepared for Mm -hmm. going back to playing basketball. So they're still going to have to go and get in basketball shape or, or, you know, prepared to be able to play basketball whenever they go, whenever they get the chance to go back out. So don't knock him for sitting on his phone all day. If there's something to do, like, you know, he doesn't play horse. He done did yeah. the the NBA two NBA two K. Right. He's he's definitely trying to stay uh, entertained. Yeah. Definitely. And 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 I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I, I like I know from experience there is no way to get in game shape but the games. Yeah. 
So we can do all of these training camps and we can do these very rigorous uh, workout sessions. But until the games come and what our coaches used to say, like until the bullets start flying, Oh, like ooh, it's, geez. I know, you know, Ouch. back in the day, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, and war and, you know. yeah, that just, yeah, mm. yeah, okay, but anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I stay entertained, athletes, I, I completely understand, completely understand. Yeah. Maybe not Whatever. give out your phone number. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would be my advice to anybody, but, but uh, you know, yeah. if you love it, I love it. Like, you right. know, like, yeah, I think it's cool. He seems like a really, he, he is someone who understands branding. Oh, yeah. He is, a, he understands branding. I've seen mm-hmm. that from him. He's been, since he got here. Yeah. Here, since he got to Atlanta. To Atlanta, yeah, because you're in Charlotte. Is, I'm in Charlotte. Since he got to Atlanta, <laughs> he's been um, he's been making himself known. So, mm-hmm. good kid. I like him. Yeah, he, he has a lot of. He's he's probably going to start to get more national like um, endorsements, but he has a lot of like the local stuff and mm-hmm. the people of Atlanta love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Very talented. We can't take yeah. that away from him. Listen, yeah. Yes. When you when you when you the start the point guard, Jeff Teague's on your team. You good, right? <laughs> I, don't we love Jeff Teague? I love Jeff Teague. I was so mad with the Hawks when they got rid of him. Like, what's I know. wrong they, with y'all? They brought him on back though. They, they brought him back. back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we off topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. We just some sports people, y'all. Like, no, we love it. And we just talk about <laughs> it freely all the time. <laughs> oh, let's uh let's move to actually this is two issues in one. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> because even though Deion Sanders didn't spend his entire career in Atlanta, mm-hmm. like his presence in Atlanta, and I wasn't here, so only you can really, really speak to it, you know, between the two of us. But just looking at it from the outside in, like his presence in Atlanta did something for the entire city. Absolutely. It, it was so equivalent because Dion was probably a little before, like, real talk your time. Yeah. Um, it was the same feeling that Michael Vick brought to the city. Yes. Um, Dion walked in with an attitude with his Jerry curl and his flashiness mm-hmm. and he was flamboyant and mm-hmm. cocky and and he wasn't he was unapologetic and mm-hmm. it turned a city because Atlanta's in the deep south. Yes. Place where people have proper manners, mm-hmm. very southern charming, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, you typically didn't get that from people here yeah so he came he turned Atlanta on his on his head like wait no this is how we gonna be from now on while I'm here anyway that was kind of his attitude Mm -hmm. and he embraced Atlanta as his city and and even though he he splits his love between Atlanta and Dallas he still looks at Atlanta as the, the place that gave him his start right and he, so he's, it's a special place for Atlanta in his heart. Right. Um, and I think Atlanta feels the same way about him. Yes. Because he brought notoriety 
I still see Atlanta Falcons 21 jerseys. Still see them. Listen, because he will always be Deion Primetime Sanders. Mm -hmm. And people, I mean, that was something that put Atlanta on the map. Right. You know what I mean? He was probably the biggest superstar to come through Atlanta. I mean, before he, I, I can't speak about it because I wasn't really old enough to know. Mm-hmm. But um, from the time that I can remember, he was the biggest superstar to come through the, the city. Yeah. Bigger than Dominique Wilkins? Well, I mean, for football. Okay. Yeah. For football. Yeah, no, Nick. Nick yeah, before always, Atlanta. Listen, Dominique yeah. Wilkins is, yeah, listen. Yeah. He is Atlanta, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to yes. this day, he is still Atlanta. Okay? <laughs> right, still doing broadcast for the Hawks. So okay. He like... <laughs> There's no statue of He's Dion outside of uh, Mercedes Benz. However, outside yeah. of Phillips, there's a statue of Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, this is true. And, <laughs> so well, and a street good. named after him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, either way, yeah. So, um, yeah, so no, Dominique, I mean, um, Dion definitely um, put his imprint on this city, on mm-hmm. the city. He did. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we start this using that portion because the Falcons never retired Dion Sanders' uh, number. The Falcons never retire anybody's number. True. They have a ring of fame, but they do not retire They don't numbers. retire numbers. And nope. I think that they have, at the very le- at the very least, one special case. Um, and I, I I do understand it. Like you don't want to take numbers out of rotation, mm-hmm. but Deion Sanders, his career with um, the Falcons, and then what he went on to do after he left the Falcons, I think warrants because he's arguably the best cornerback to ever play the game. And he came in yeah. immediately and changed the culture of not just an organization, but a city. If nobody yeah. else deserves to have their number retired, he deserves to have his number retired. And it's unfortunate that the Falcons don't do that. Yeah. But because that's I, what leads to what we're about to talk about. <laughs> right. So... Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Todd Gurley, who's a Georgia boy, um, went to the University of Georgia, was Go Dogs. Drafted by the then were they the same they were the St. Louis Rams when he got drafted. Yep. Got drafted by the then St. Louis Rams, who eventually moved to Los Angeles. And he was at the time of signing the highest paid running back ever. Um, he was eventually released from that contract and he found his new home in Atlanta, which turns out to be an old home. <laughs> hey. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. We got to play some Mason. <laughs> well, Stephanie, do you know what number he decided <clears throat> to wear? And yeah. His return to it. Uh-huh. 21. 21. Yeah. How do you, as a Falcons fan, how yeah. do you feel about that? It has to be conflicted. I'm, and I'm going to just say that because you love Todd Gurley. I do. Love Todd Gurley. I do. 
So how do you feel about it? So if, so let's say this, I'm going to say this because we're not going to make it seem like the, the number's been worn since oh, yeah. no, Dion absolutely. was here. Um, in fact, Desmond Trufant, Desmond Trufant wore the number mm-hmm. until last year. Now that yes. he's no longer a Falcon. So it's back mm-hmm. on the market, basically. The right. 21 was back on the market. Um, and I don't know what Desmond Trufant did before he decided to wear the number, but I know Todd Gurley went to Dion about mm-hmm. the number. And so to me, I feel like it was it's more of a homage. Mm-hmm. It was more of a I want to wear this number out of respect. You know what? Before you continue, thank you. Why? It was an homage. Yes. Not a homage. Who says homage? I'm sorry. Everybody. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. No, I just, I just need, I needed to point that out right there because. Okay. Lord, I hear, I hear homage and I just, it's like nails on the chalkboard. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. No, homage. It was an homage to him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was, this is him honoring because you grew up, even though you weren't in that era, you know Mm -hmm. who Dion is. You know what I mean? And you know the greatness that he was for this city. So you want to wear the number, probably the same reason Desmond Trufant wanted to wear the number. I mean, and you were in the position so it's even more yeah. of a but I feel like um because Todd Gurley's thing was the NFL has a rule he want he I imagine if he had had his uh, his choice yeah. he would have worn the number he wore in college yeah but he can't he can't wear that yeah he can't wear that number he got to wear something between 20 and I don't know what is 49. it 40 49 yeah 20 and mm-hmm. 49 so he chose 21 um, I think to to um, to out of respect for Deion Sanders, yeah. and so if that's the intent, I'm not as upset about it. Right. Him wearing the number, you know what I mean. I, right. I um I agree with you that, and there's some other ones I can think of that should be right along with Deion that should be retired. I don't think anybody has worn 58. Since Jesse Tuggle retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, like those are people, absolutely, they need to have, you know, their numbers need to be retired. But right. if you're not going to do it, then fine. I appreciate the way that Todd went about asking, not so much about his response to the response, but I, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not right. a fan of the way he responded to the response, but, right. um, yeah, I feel like if he did it for those reasons, then I, I out of the purest respect of, for Dion, then I can't even be mad at it. Now, what was his response to the, to the response? So Dion apparently was like, no, I don't want you to wear that number. You know, uh-huh. something to that. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't see a quote as to what he said. I'm just assuming that was what was said because right. Todd Gurley then came out to the press and said Dion didn't give him his blessing, but he was going to wear it anyway. Mm. So then Dion came back and said he was joking. He was like, I was joking. I'm not tied to that number. That number right. don't make me who I am. People mm. go know Dion, they don't know. Time, whatever number you want. Yeah. And so they know Dion Sanders. Like he yeah. didn't wear 21 when he went to Baltimore, where he where he ended. No, he had 21 20, in Dallas, though. Yeah, he had 21 in Dallas. He had 21 in San Francisco. 
he had 21 for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. For those of you who forgot that he was a Redskins. I did. Listen, I'm, when you said I'm like Redskins, but okay. <laughs> I believe okay. he had like 37. When he was in Baltimore. Ravens. Yeah. 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 And that was so his last I'm, stop. So. He's not really tied. He, he was, but he was just saying, I'm not tied to it. He was like, I respect the young man. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a, you know, a great person. And he's got so much potential and blah, 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 and all of this right. kind of stuff. So um, I was just a little more upset with Todd Gurley going out into the media. If you decided yeah. you were going to wear the number without his blessing, if you just thought he that. wasn't joking, yeah. just do it. Don't even put that Don't out there. No, Why yeah. you got to make, no statement about make it. it messy? Like, that made it messy. Don't make right. it messy. Just just wear the number. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he can't stop you from wearing it. You were right. just being respectful. And if he said no and you still going to do it anyway, then just go do it. Right. Whether he was joking or not. I don't know. I don't know if he was joking mm-hmm. when he said it initially. I have a feeling he was, just because yeah. that seems like Deion Sanders, but it was more of a like, really? Why are you even asking me that? Like, right. <laughs> Desmond Trufant just finished wearing the number last year. Like, really? So, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. I- I'm sure he'll... I hope that he lives up to the hype of the number. That's all I can say. You you wearing it, bro. I, I pray that he does. Like, you know, I feel I like I have all the faith that he will. Yeah. I, I, I don't want it to end like this for him. You know. No. I don't want no, it's it's no. I don't mm-hmm. want him to I don't want it to end in like a bad way. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you've had such a prolific career mm-hmm. from college to professional. Right. That, yeah. Even at home, I don't want you to go be down. Like, yeah. that's not, yeah. So I don't feel like that's the case, though. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. All right. All right. On to the real. Yeah, this is, this, y'all, I'm excited. Sam or more. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is excited. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. This one, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tamara is a former WNBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is now the first mm-hmm. female head coach for a men's basketball college program. Yes. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So it's Masabi Range College in Virginia, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, did you say Virginia, Minnesota? Virginia, Minnesota. Wow. Okay. That is the name of the city, Virginia. <laughs> yep, Virginia, uh-huh. Minnesota. Yep. And they said, um, she started north. Oh, so she she's from that area. That's when you like. Yep, she's from Minnesota, okay. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she became the first female to play in the boys' inner city all star game back in high school, so she's oh, wow. breaking she barriers anyway. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she played for Wisconsin in college, mm-hmm. um, breaking records there, yeah, and then um, she went on to uh, play uh, for I said seven different teams in the WNBA. Okay, did she play um, for the Mystics? Did she play for the Mystics? I don't know. <laughs> she played for the Lynx. I know that. Okay. 
I know she played for the Lynx. Um, no, I think there was. Gotta, you know how I'm. I know how you are. Listen, I ain't said nothing about the dream at all, but there you go. Oh my gosh. And then she went on to play overseas for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. She actually became the owner of a team there. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. A semi-pro team there. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So she was a coach overseas a men's basketball coach overseas okay. so i think now she won a like she said said she won a she said they won a championship her second year mm-hmm. oh, wow. she was the coach of the season the coach of the year that season mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so this job so her goal is to to eventually become a head coach for a d1 college team i was going to ask what like that would be cool for men's uh, uh, college team. What? A division yeah. one men's college team. Yeah, I don't it, think that, she care about it being, I don't yeah. even think she got her radar on. She could easily coach for a girls, for a right. women's team, I think. So, no, nah, I think she's looking to coach D1 men's basketball as a head coach. That, that would be dope to see. Yes. And I mean, I'm not mistaken, she'd be the first, right? Yeah. No, yeah. it has to be. I, I mean, I haven't heard. I'm pretty sure we would have we would have spotlighted and said something about something. And if they're out there and you know about them, please let us know because I don't know of any and it's crazy because it's so the opposite for women's basketball. Right. So many men. No big deal. I mean, Gino RM is the godfather of women's basketball. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. But so good. Good look for her. Yeah. So excited for this opportunity. I hope that she take them as far as they can go. Right. Shout out to you, Tamara. Like, that's yeah. awesome. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love to see, like, these barriers being broken down, like, um, with, with Becky Hammond and her being yeah. an assistant coach, her actually coaching the summer league team, being the head coach of the summer league yeah, team, coaching them to a championship. Big. Like, that's big. that was huge. Like, so, yeah. so some of these walls being broken down. It's, yes, it's absolutely. Yes. I love it. Oh, I was just reading. I'm sorry. This is so cool. So how she got this job was she was coaching a girls high school basketball team. Mm-hmm. One of her players was being recruited by Masabi for volleyball. Uh, okay. And when the coach, the coach of the volleyball team was researching and figured out who she was, mm-hmm. that she used to play at North, which is the high school that she went to in the area. And right. they went out and they, she said she went to the counselor um, said so she proceeded to tell me that she had been my guidance counselor at North. Oh, wow. And she was one of my favorite teachers. She always wanted to make something of ourselves. So she was the one that made the connection to get her the job. That's, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. That's, I love it. And, and yeah. that's a nugget to all of you who are watching. Like, you never know how you impact someone so much so that they will be the link to you reaching whatever height it is in the future. So that's why it pays to always treat everyone with respect Um, because you never know who's watching and you never know who you'll impact. That's right. So shout out to you, ma'am. Awesome. You know, it's kind of crazy right now, but when you get a chance to do your thing next year, we're going to be, I'm going to definitely have to keep keep an eye out. Mm Mm-hmm see what's going on because yeah. that's really cool 
Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, love it. Okay. All right. Feel good final thought. Listen. Now, when I tell did you. Did you go look? I did. When I tell you it was <laughs> a problem pronouncing his last name, <laughs> I think I might have asked you like five or six times. Now, how do you, you spell that again? Can spell, spell that it? again. Spell it. Spell it. Put it in the I, sentence. I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes. Morgan Catchenmeister. Catchenmeister. Yes. So one of the things that I saw about her, um, so she is a um, fitness and um, she's a fitness and model. A, uh, she's a fitness model, excuse me, and a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. Foodie, um, she's a foodie. And a food, excuse me, and a food influencer. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I saw was her throwing footballs in her backyard. And I was like, wait, what? And the way yeah. she was getting them off, like, she was I, really doing listen, it. <laughs> listen, that ain't no joke right there. Like, she's not throwing yeah. that ball like, like, I hate to say it, she's not throwing the ball like a girl. No. She's throwing that ball. She, she, she getting it out there. I wish we could so, share it with you. Actually, we'll... we'll right. Okay, promises. don't you say it if you're going <laughs> to... Don't say it if you're going to do it. Listen. You're not making no more promises, but if you okay. can go to Morgan Cashenmeister's page, You'll see the video of her throwing the football, and it's 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 amazing to watch because she's throwing it like you know, like she playing for the for the for the Redskins. Yeah, I was, you was about to say the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to protect show. Maddie Ice? <laughs> hey, listen, like listen. I don't know if she's throwing it like Maddie Ice yet, but yeah. <laughs> But no, um, it was really cool. So yeah, right. uh, yeah, it's 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 made her a viral sensation. Yeah. Even though she was already a social influencer, like mm-hmm. I don't think that people knew. First of all, she's a um, she's just a sports person anyway. Right. She played tennis, softball, volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah, and now she can throw a football. People mm-hmm. can see she can throw a football. Like yeah, I'm. I, you know what I think is gonna happen? Um, this. Um, league that Cynthia Deck is is gonna be a part. I watch mm-hmm. they reach out to her. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I've seen that video. Yeah, they gonna reach out to her. Yeah, yeah. We gonna we gonna have to figure out how to say her name much uh, more often. Yeah, she gonna be playing Morgan football. Morgan Meister. She's gonna probably be playing football <laughs> if she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like, oh, you want to be our quarterback, baby? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, so all right, y'all. We're yeah, at the end. We at the end. But we got our picks. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick. We have we have our show slash movie picks. Yeah, yeah. For y'all. And forgot, forgot. Stephanie, what you got? So, okay, so y'all know me. I'm all over the place, right? <laughs> <laughs> we had this discussion last week, so don't be surprised. But my first pick is the movie that I watched. It was a lifetime movie. It's a it's a um, biographical kind of biopic of mm-hmm. um, pretty much the first the first fam- first female family of gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Clark sisters. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about them, go read. Please go listen because they oh, are. I'm about to say if you got Apple woo, music, listen. Yeah. These sisters are blessed. Mm-hmm. 
from their toes all the way up, okay, yeah. with the way that they sing. Um, and so so they did this biopic, and it was the Clark sisters mm-hmm. um, on Lifetime. So if you've got Lifetime, you've got a, a way to watch this movie, please go. It was so good. Yeah. The, whole, the story is just amazing. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. good. It was just good. So that's my I first pick. Check that out. Yeah, it, it, I saw people it was joking good. about it, like in memes and stuff like that. Or well, because some, I mean, it's it's it just because it's a gospel family doesn't mean there aren't issues. So right. you really get to see like that whole like dynamic, everything, like every mm-hmm. it is woo. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one, and then two would be. <laughs> This sh- I found another car show, y'all. I was about to say. On Netflix. <laughs> uh, it's called Rust Valley Restores. And right. this is, so remember the one I shared last week was, right. I like it because I like the, you know, I like some of the stuff they do to the cars, but I like the whole premise of how the business model that they use. And it's just so interesting, the trading and all that kind of stuff. Well, this right. is somebody, <laughs> poor baby. Heart is bigger than his ability to be a businessman, let's just say. <laughs> and I love every moment of it, but the cars, they restore these cars to factory perfection. Mm-hmm. So a little different than the other show because they do their own little spin, make things a little crazy. This one, they are cranking out. When they crank out a car, first of all, he has probably about 500 cars on his lot mm-hmm. just that he's purchased over a period of about 20, 30 years. Wow. So they just, that, that are just sitting on this, this land that he owns. And so they'll just go pick one of those cars and it'll be half the car will be missing. Mm-hmm. And they will go through some other cars because there's so many on the lot and put right. together. A, I mean, and that thing will be gorgeous when they mm. finish. Gorgeous. Now, just know this, Lord, he's so sweet, but he looks so gross. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about him all the time. His son, his friends, they like, you don't know how to bathe. None of that. So just know, <laughs> you know, there's nothing appealing to see other than the cars, okay? Yeah. But it's a great show. If you're really into like old schools and you really appreciate when somebody can really, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's okay. Rust Valley Restore. Rust Valley restores. Yes. All right. Now, don't judge me, you guys. Both of my shows are about drugs. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So I'm grew, like, wait, what? I grew up during the cracker, and I'm intrigued by the government's involvement in pumping crack into our communities. And so, a few years ago, when John Singleton came up with Rest a story of, it, that's loosely and he probably wouldn't admit it but it's loosely based on the life of Freeway Rick Ross the real Rick Ross not the rapper not the rapper right the real Rick Ross right um the show Snowfall which is mm-hmm. the fourth season is set to come out sometime um in the next few months probably delayed because of COVID mm-hmm but the first three seasons of this show um, are powerful. To see the imagery of 
the depths that our country will go to fight for democracy um, is just amazing. And it's a very well written show. Um, throughout it, like it's hard to it's hard to pick a villain. You know, mm. it's hard to, you know, everybody is it humanizes the drug the, the, the drug, drug dealer. dealer. Mm-hmm. You understand his his logic, his rationale. And so it's a really good show. If you have Hulu, um, all three seasons are on Hulu right now. The fourth season should be coming out, you know, in the next few months, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. um, it kept it keeps saying May. I mean, it keeps saying um, coming in 2020, but we know that COVID yeah. kind of has right. everything kind of backed up. Right. And my next show is a classic, and I feel like it is the most well-written show ever. It's the best television show ever. Mm. And it's The Wire. Oh, yeah. The Wire is five seasons long, roughly about 12 to 13 episodes per season, season, with the fifth and final season only being 10 episodes. It is the best, se- it's the best show that I've ever seen on television. Wow. Um, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's layered. It doesn't go for the cheap thrill and the quick mm-hmm. look. Like, if you watch the show, all of the themes connect. Um, you'll see that the characters connect to each other in very similar ways, whether Mm -hmm. they're on the end of the drug dealer or the end of the politician or the end of the police officer. Mm -hmm. Like, all of their stories connect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they make sense in a way that will, that I feel like should open the eyes of anybody who, um, who watches the show. So, okay. Snowfall in the wire. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> now, we had a very special announcement today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to wait to give it to you. So I don't mean to tease it. Like, it's oh, almost yeah, one of those things where, <laughs> huh? I said, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, someone says, um, I need to talk to you about something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they, they wait until later right, to talk to right, you about it. You're right. Like, and you thinking on, the whole man. time, like, what is it they what need they to talk, talk to about? <laughs> What's up? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. But no, we, but no. We, we, we got some really big news. We would love to share with you now, but we're not going to. So. <laughs> Yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. So if we we need in, a we need another we need another person on when we do that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so we gonna we gonna, we gonna make for, that happen. Hopefully, we'll wait for that person. Yeah. Um, and you'll just have to wait until next week to hear about it. So yeah, come on back. That's all right. Um, listen to us next week. That's right. Um, in your interim, if you are quarantining like you're supposed to be, go ahead through. Check out some of those other uh, podcasts that you may have missed. That's right. Um, our our new um, IG account is Field Number Two, the Real Podcast. Um, our Twitter is the same thing at Field the Number Two, the Real Podcast. 
Um, you can search us and find our YouTube page, Field to the Real, and you can send us an email, field the number two, the real podcast at gmail.com. So those yeah. are plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Um, we're here. Use Look, one of them. We're here. Right. We're here. <laughs> use one of them to rock with us. As always, yeah. you know, every Friday at four o'clock, we drop um, a new episode of the podcast. You will see it visually at noon on Mondays, leading all the way up to the next Thursday. So we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs> now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.